microphone down here i had it laid on the ground <laughs> um, today um this is not sponsored but today i am new frontier what are you <laughs> i am kentucky <laughs> i am laid in bed all morning and didn't get ready until i had to go to class Lovely. And they're lazy. I am lazy. <laughs> <laughs> How's everybody's week going? Mine's been going slow. Not much to it. Same. Can- Mine is so bad. What about I'm you, Indian? Today is is Thursday. Oh, <laughs> I would love for that to be true. <laughs> My parents are in um Myrtle Beach this weekend with my mom's parents, my grandparents. And so I'm having to like man the house solo. I'm having to be a real life dog mom, like full, (laughs) full on real life dog mom. I'm normally just a part-time dog mom, but now I'm like on the full-time schedule and it's kind of challenging. Um, Dad, when you watch this, please come back. We really need you. (laughs) Mom, we really need you too, obviously, but um, speaking for Skylar, her bowl's not getting filled in the morning. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's going to think that's funny. But anyways, um, we, went, uh, we went to Moorhead and saw each other in person recently. India yeah. didn't get to come. I was about but... to say, let's, let's specify on the we. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> let's be a tad bit more specific. We're trying to we're trying to make plans for Christmas to be able to see each other. Yeah, which will be tough with my uh, trip mm. at the end of break, but I feel like I could still swing it. That's true. We can. We're gonna figure something out. Praying about it, hoping for the best. Worst case scenario, um, I'll just go a long weekend and come see y'all. Next semester yep. should be more free, and my Fridays are hoping that I'm scheduling my classes well enough to where Fridays I have no class. Actually, my next semester seems super free too. I'm not sure I have class. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm sure I'll have class every day, but they seem so more free than what they are this semester. So So what I'm hearing is every other weekend, I'll travel there. You travel here. (laughs) (laughs) Seems doable. (laughs) Yeah. But we did get Moorhead. We missed you. It was weird without you there. And we went back to the homeland of Better Life. Which what'd you learn? What'd you learn? Like hearing from Pastor Daniel, all again, like in person. Obviously, you can always listen to him online, but like seeing him back in person, like just feeling the Holy Spirit. I swear. Peyton did we not like walk in the doors and I was like I feel like I'm home again like I really do I feel like I am home in that church and I don't know I don't know I hope that I find that feeling here in Ohio Mm -hmm. I will I'm confident that I will but there's just something about that place and those people and we got to talking to our best pal Brandon after service obviously 
and asked him how dad life was and all the things, which is so cool. Like how that whole story just like unfolded and mm-hmm. like blessing for them. And he just, he was so like, did he not have like so much light in his face when he was like talking about being yeah. a dad? It was just so awesome. And uh, we were talking about college night and how we miss college night. And we tell everybody how amazing college night was and like how that was just such a special experience to have, like getting to go to school there. Like, I was like, that's got to be my favorite thing that like came from coming to school here was college night. And he was telling us about all the cool things that they're doing and made us jealous. But something that he like really there there were two things that like really got brought to our attention I guess and it was like just the obedience that he has whenever he's like going into like what he's going to preach about um and now he'll like have something planned and then all of a sudden it like he'll in his head he'll be like no I'm completely going off the tracks and I'm going down this whole different path because like he's staying obedient to like what God's putting on his heart basically even if it's a couple hours before it seemed like and then like what sin we might be tolerating in our lives based on the population (laughs) yeah he went through it was pretty cool i didn't i obviously haven't read revelations at all because it's kind of scary but (laughs) he he was talking about the seven churches i guess that is it john he writes to or like jesus tells to write like write tells John what to write to these churches and so he talked about the church of um Tyria or something Thyatira. like Thyatira. he was saying it in his country accent he was like Thyatira. <laughs> it was funny and so yeah it, he went on a big like background on that church and it was pretty interesting to uh, listen to and he just does such a great job of making it apparent in your life and so the big question at the end was what sin are you tolerating and he kind of explained it as like what sin are you turning a blind eye to what sin are you allowing to happen in front of you or in your life and you're just not saying anything about it or you're just sitting there kind of rational rational ration what's the word rationalizing it thank you yeah rationalizing it and making excuses for so that was pretty convicting yeah and one thing i wanted to ask y'all just hit off the podcast is why do y'all think we tolerate sin oh because we like sin (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's the, the, that's one thing I've, I've seen a lot of people do. And, and I saw this video that completely changed my perspective on like sin and, and everything was this girl that was saying like, why do we continue to do things we don't want to do? And it's cause we, cause sin is fun. Like, um, or like how we would describe fun, like in our worldly perspective, but like, I mean, any this the reason you go back to things is because it's comfortable because it's fun because you think it's you know the right 
thing to do or what, or even if you don't think it's the right thing to do, you think it's going to be more enjoyable than choosing the right thing to do. And so like, I think we tolerate sin because we like what's comfortable and we like what brings us immediate satisfaction. And I mean, that's where the enemy gets so like, he just gets so much wiggle room because I mean, we choose like music that has the best beats or something that's going to make you shake your booty a little bit. Like that is what we call fun. And so I'm like, when you think of, you know, for instance, like sexual sin, it's so much harder to fight that than um, like just saying no and setting those boundaries. And so it's like, anytime you're thinking of sin, it is so much easier to just give into sin than to put up and like be disciplined. And so of course, we're always gonna, we want to take the easy route. That's why the road to eternal life with Christ and walking that path is so much smaller and narrower because nobody go like just a small amount of people go through it. And so it's so much easier to go the other way. That's why we tolerate it. It's because it's like, we know what's comfortable. And sometimes we don't even realize we're tolerating sin until it's pointed out. And you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that I was doing that. And so, uh, yeah, I feel like we tolerate sin because we like sinning. I mean, we don't like the action of sinning because we know it's wrong and we have conviction from the Holy Spirit, but we, in sin is the easiest way and it is the most, what we would consider before knowing Christ, the most enjoyable way. Like we, in, we like sinning as humans, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. our flesh is what fails us as humans here on earth. Um, I think going off of that, I think as like, we're comfortable with it and we're uncomfortable with what other people have to say about us not tolerating the sin. If that, does that make sense? Did I say that right? Like we're uncomfortable by saying no to going out to the bar. We're uncomfortable by telling our friends, no, sorry, I don't want to do that because I know that it's not going to, it's not going to bring me closer to God. It's not going to like, I'm called higher. I'm not called to do those things. So I'm not going to go do those things. And I think that that can be like super uncomfortable to have those conversations with um, maybe like non-believers or also just maybe with people who aren't like at that level of their relationship with God yet. Cause all of our walks are at different paces, different speeds to like all the things I can't, say if somebody's relationship with God is worse or better than what I think mine is essentially. And so like saying, um, tolerating the sin is almost, is more comfortable than having those uncomfortable conversations with people that like are so close to you and like who do mean so much to you. And, um, yeah, I think that, India, you really answered that question well, though. I like how, how you put it. Yeah, I like I like both of y'all's answers. What do you think? My well, my initial thought was what Let's was saying. Like we kind of worry about what others think of us when we say no, or like how awkward it would be if we point out someone else's sin, kind of thing. Um, but I also like what you said, India, that we we do feel and more uh we do think j- sin is enjoyable and we do think like some of that is 
for our own comfort and it's immediate comfort. So I think that's why we tolerate sin. Um, also because I think we don't really take sin as serious, if that makes sense. Like we don't have an immediate punishment. So we just keep doing it. We're like, oh, it's only one night or, oh, it's only one lie. Like it's fine. And so we kind of pass it off as that, which I'm guilty of too. Like I'm kind of right now just saying it. Um, But I think that's also a problem is as a society, even and even maybe even in um, churches is that we don't really take sin as serious. We don't go up to people and kind of point out the sin that they're walking in. Um, And we just kind of let it brush by us or brush it under the rug or just ignore it just because we don't want to step on other people's toes or anything of that matter. Yeah. And like going off of what you said too, is like Roman says the wages of sin is death. Like going off of not us, us seeing sin is not that big of a deal, but it's like, we were born into a sinful world and the wages of sin is death. Meaning that we deserve death because of sin and that we were blessed because the gift of God brings eternal life. And so it's like, we deserve sin or we deserve death because of sin and so by us thinking that like our sinning doesn't mean anything and doesn't matter like we are actively choosing to go against god our creator and our savior and our redeemer every time we sin and like i do agree i think that's a constant reminder for myself too is like every time i sin i'm not just sinning and that's not just hurting me by like giving me conviction or shame or guilt it's a sin in an atrocity towards God. Like, I, I don't, I, I think that's something we don't realize is it's just not just something you're like, Oh God, I messed up again. Like, you know, which yes, give yourself grace. But at the same time, it's like, it's so much deeper. It's so much more meaningful because if you think of it, like you're actively choosing to hurt your creator by sinning against him, it's like so much deeper. And if you think of it, like if Jesus did not die on the cross for us, I'd be going straight to hell because of the sin that I've committed. And so it's like, I guess, yeah. Yeah. I think also um, something that Pastor Daniel mentioned that uh, during the service was like, we just are all like, we've conformed to this cancel culture sort of thing where like, everybody's afraid of being canceled and like Christians are I don't, I don't want to put everybody in the same boat, but like it makes Christians be afraid to get canceled to actually like not conform to the ways of this world. If we like actually were to say and like, and like basically be obedient to like the things that God's put on our hearts to all the things that are going on in this world. If we were to actually like not tolerate the sin that's going on in the world around us, like there's that fear from Christians of the cancel culture mentality that is like everywhere around us. So, and I don't know, I'm, I'm not like super educated on how all of that like is going on, but I just remember him mentioning that and um, like how, which again, it's like goes back to the being uncomfortable thing, but I don't know. I, I know that that's definitely like a fear of mine when I see a a bunch of um things going on on 
whatever in social media in class and walking around target walking around walmart wherever it is like i see things all the time and i'm like we have to tolerate so much but should we actually be tolerating it because like i don't know it's i don't know it's hard it's like a it's a battle in between in between the ears that's like really hard to overcome like in the grand scheme of things it's a lot easier said than done to like actually overcome that like fear of being uncomfortable or being freaking canceled yeah i I shouldn't be canceled for spreading the truth he's the the way the truth and the life like (laughs) it's just it's just the truth but we're like afraid of being canceled because of talking truth that's what fine but also with like cancel culture i think um it is fearful yes but imagine if jesus was living in this time the man would live in cancel culture like i think we and he was he was he was probably the first person ever to get canceled for his beliefs or like (laughs) for like truth like and not only just canceled by like everybody saying oh my gosh but, 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 but like also you know being crucified so like and he didn't care because what i mean what the worst thing that could happen happened like he died right. but he defeated right. death so like right. i mean i think in our heads too he said death is canceled he said um, death is canceled try again <laughs> try again another time buddy um <laughs> because like come back at a later date you know but like i think we have this thing in our head you know fear like you were saying it is a game but in your head because what like celebrities being canceled worst thing that happens what they lose a couple million dollars they stop getting you know promotional deals whatever what's the worst thing that happens to us people just disagreeing call us names i mean like worst case scenario is not nearly as bad as what's going what happened to jesus and what's going on in other countries so like our our thought process and our mindsets are like so skewed because our fears are so on low-key invalid like um Mm -hmm. and I think for myself too going overseas to to talk to people about Jesus it's like when you really think about that you know I'm like why would I not want to do that here too it's the same concept it's like well it's it's in America. It's different. People have the opportunity to hear the gospel and blah, blah, blah. And you have all these thought processes and people are way more likely to call you names here than in other countries. That's just going to be honest with you. And so like, I think we just, I think it's a pride issue because we think that we deserve to have all the things we have and that if we get canceled for it, it's the end of the world. And it's, it's just not like, I mean, none of us are influencers. Us getting canceled is not going to affect our income it's not going to affect, like, it's literally just going to affect how people see us. And if they see us as walking with Jesus and, and they think we're telling the truth, the Bible says, dust off your sandals and walk away. The Bible also says, don't throw pearls to pigs. And so it's like, if you're sharing the gospel and people are like, or, or you're saying like, Hey, I don't feel comfortable doing that. And someone's sitting there just berating you because you don't feel comfortable doing it. And you truly know that it's a sin and that you're walking with the Lord. Like it says, just walk just walk away. Like you don't change hearts. We can only do what we can do and we cannot change hearts. The Holy spirit changes hearts. And so like, if people are not willing to listen to you lovingly say, like, I do not feel comfortable doing that. Like that's for your own spiritual health and for theirs as well. 
because like y'all were saying, you know, if we're tolerating the sin of others, it not only affects us, it affects them too. And like, uh, it doesn't show any love or care for them. If we're sitting there allowing our good friends who call themselves believers to walk in the opposite direction that they should be walking in. Right. Anyways, all of that to say, like, um, we, there's a point where, you know, if people are being so, um, rotten to you about telling them the truth, you dust off your sandals and you walk away because that's what the Bible tells us to do. And that's what they told the disciples to do because they were being mistreated completely in this city. And everybody was just calling them liars and being so hateful to them. And the Bible says, dust off your sandals and walk away. Wow. That is really good. That was good. My drop. <laughs> That's it. Um, I think one part too is I think um, kind of ignoring sin and tolerating sin creates normalcy of sin as well, especially within this society. Now it's normal to change genders or it's normal to accept that type thing, which is example. But it's not at all biblical and so I think that's what turned it I think the tolerance of that is what turned it normal in society which can also be like a you could take it personal too like what sin are you tolerating for like example if I tolerate lying then it's going to become lying is going to become normal to me and it's kind of makes me become blind to it too so it's kind of a cause and effect thing as well um but yeah yeah I mean so, we see, and sorry go ahead no you go ahead I was just gonna ask your question but you go ahead oh yeah so I was gonna say like for example like first Corinthians 5 kind of going off of what you said um painters first Corinthians 5 is talking about a man um in Corinth that is dealing with like incest which is disgusting that's literally what you pulled up yes <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, just going off of that scripture, I mean, this man is tolerating, in this whole place is tolerating incest. That's why, like, they sent, that's why Paul was sending them a letter, and and it's, obviously, we know it's disgusting, but, like, going off of, um, just like what you were saying, that toleration of sin is harmful to everybody there. Like, it's not just harmful to the people committing the acts, but, like, tolerating that sin is harmful. And, of course, Paul is just, I mean, like, man, I would love to have a conversation with him, but I'd be low-key fearful to hear what he would say about me. Um, but um, I think too, like his abrupt letter was purely out of love. If you look at first Corinthians, like the beginning of first Corinthians, you know, he always is thanking the church and what they're doing, but also like, okay, now here's what we need to work on. Cause y'all are really living in sin. Like, I know y'all have potential, but like, let's get this thing better you know and so like basically what were you going to say about first corinthians 5 because i'm curious we can go off of that well my version i was gonna do six and it says your boasting is not good do you not know that a little leaven leavens all the dough so i didn't really know what that meant so i looked up a little explanation and the little leaven that he talks about is like a little sin and a little sin can affect all of the dough. Like, just brushing that little sin off 
it still affects the whole congregation like he's talking about in the church like people will see it but they still ignore it which means which might make other people think of oh like he's doing it i can do it too and so it quickly spreads throughout the whole quote-unquote dough that he's talking about mm. yeah that's a good explanation what were you gonna say about it um yeah i was kind of gonna go off of that too it's like I, I don't think that um, I don't think that we ever think of sin as like affecting more than one. Um, but of course, like going off of kind of what we've talked about previously, the Holy Spirit dwells with it, within all of us. So like when we're talking about when we were talking about the inner circle, um, the Holy Spirit dwells within all of us, meaning we're all connected. And, mm-hmm. um, and as a church, you know, we're one. And so when we choose to sin against God, we're harming the whole like spirit that's in us, you know, like uh, it's harmful to everybody involved because we are one, like we're called to be in as a church. And right. so, um, yeah, I was going to kind of just say that like tolerating sin becomes harmful to all of us. Like it wasn't the sin in this was, was terrible. Yes. But the toleration of the sin is what was causing all the following problems because like you said it just goes on to say like that when one thing happens and it's tolerated it will continue to happen and it'll spread like a wildfire Mm -hmm. yeah so with all of that how do y'all think we can get over this tolerance of sin and how could we like just trash the tolerance get rid of it kick it to the curb um i think we can probably like keep going back and forth on this because i feel like there are different ideas but like um i think i feel like we talk about it all the time but like truly like surrounding yourself with people that can like help hold you accountable if you feel like you're like tolerating way too much um it's probably going to get to a point where it's overwhelming and like the biggest like things that um pastor daniel mentioned like whenever he was asking like what are you what are you tolerating what do you turn your blind eye to like um how do i like actually overcome this how do i apply that in real life is like to like hold firm and be that overcomer like stand firm in your faith and repent of the things that you're tolerating because um that's the biggest thing to do is repent and actually turn the other way and like do everything in our power not to look back at whatever it is that you're tolerating. Um, and I think at least for me, the, like the easiest way for me to do that is like to be held accountable by like the people around me because I can hold myself accountable to an extent, but like life is hard. Like trying to be different and be set apart and being called higher is hard. Like nobody said being saved is easy. And nobody said like this, like choosing to be a Christian is easy work. Like it's, it is hard and it's hard to overcome the sin that like has a hold on you. But like, I think the best thing is to like confide in your circle, repent to the Lord, but also like repent and open up to people that you feel safe doing that too and like so that you're not just dealing with it alone because like we're all a family we're all like 
brothers and sisters in Christ. And I think that's one of the best things, at least for me personally. I know obviously it's not for everybody to like open up about your deepest, darkest, like sickness or whatever's got a hold on you. That's, it is hard to be vulnerable in that way, but it, it's like, I think it's super helpful individually. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, a hundred percent agree with you. I think being in a solid community and talking about things going on in the world and talking about sin is important. I mean, I think we sometimes we say sin and it's just a really vague and broad term. It's like, I've been struggling with sin and it's like, okay, what does that even mean? Like open up to your community, tell them what's going on. Um, I also think part of tolerating sin and like fighting against it um, for like a, from a personal perspective is changing your ways. If you are in a cycle of sin and you don't change anything, that cycle of sin is going to continue. So it's like, you have to cut something out. You have to take something out. And so it's like, with me, of course, I was having major anxiety. And so I was like, I have to change something because my anxiety is not trusting in the plan that God has for me. And I'm Mm -hmm. stressing about things I shouldn't be stressing about, which inevitably is not a sin, but can cause sin. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to cut out social media because I think that's what's causing it. Anytime I feel stressed or anxious, I go straight to social media just so I can get away from it. And then ultimately it causes more anxiety because I don't do my homework in time. I don't do this. I don't do that. Whatever. Anyways. So like in order to break that sin cycle, I had to cut something out. And so I went social media free for two weeks and then I was like, oh, I kind of feel good. So I'm going to keep, keep it going. And so like now two months free, two months clean. Um, (laughs) I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. And so I was like, you know, um, I'll get it back eventually. But like for right now, I'm, I'm feeling good and healthy where I'm at, but like cutting, like doing something, make a change, like whatever Mm -hmm. it is, even if you don't know the root cause of what's going on, just cut something out, change your, change your routine, change your cycle, do something so that you're not just staying in the same rhythm of just waking up every day, sin cycle, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I think like for anything, find things that trigger whatever sin you're thinking of or whatever comes to mind, cut it out of your life or like do something, change it, change how you think of sin as something that's more like you, um, harming your relationship with the Lord, which you're not, he gives you grace, but like, think of it as something that's like, you're sinning against God when you sin. Like, it's not just, Oh, shame, guilt. Like, it's like, no, you get that feeling because you know, it's wrong because you have conviction from the spirit. So anyways, all of that to say is like, for me, I think on top of what Lex said, also changing your routine, which it goes hand in hand when you confess and repent to community, then do something to change and not just repent and say, okay, I'm done. And then continue to do it, like change your routine, basically. I think that's something that Pastor Daniel always did a good job of like, um, I feel like I've mentioned Pastor Daniel like 12 times during this podcast, but I just, he's our hero. I'm on like, Jesus is our hero. Seeing him a couple days ago. Um, <laughs> um, he always depicted like this imagery of like when you repent and actually turn away from your sin, your body is actually turning. So like your feet are turning towards him, your knees are turning towards him, your hips are turning towards him, your shoulders, your eyes, your head. Like when you are actually physically turning to towards him and your whole entire body is towards him, that's what the act of like repentance is, is like physically turning away and 
like going towards him and like don't keep looking back at whatever it was that was like triggering the sin or whatever the case was but like actually the physical act of like turning it away understand like that the grace and mercy is new every single morning but don't like take that don't like take advantage of that if that makes sense which that's for myself too like I know I've I pray frequently, like, thank you, God, for your new grace and mercies every single morning. And, like, I don't want to get to a point where I take advantage of that. And I know that I probably have taken advantage of it one too many times, which sucks to say. And, but, like, give yourself grace and don't keep looking back in that, like, rearview mirror at the things. Like, India's so right about that. Like, find the, find what it is and make a change because you can't just, like, that's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result or, well, we don't, that, that's an interchangeable <laughs> definition, but, um, so like, don't get, don't get in that state of insanity where you're just doing the same thing over and over and expecting a change of it. Like repent, make the change that India just d- discussed and like actually turn, turn towards God and figure out what it, what it is that like is actually going to be beneficial for you in your walk with Christ. That's good. Real yeah. quick, PP, what's your advice? My advice, I think going off about what, what uh, both y'all said is I think it will help if you have fear of God. So going off of what you said, India, like you don't want to um, take advantage or was it Lex? I think it was like saying you don't want to take advantage of his grace so yeah, kind of when you build up the fear of God, like not like actual like oh my gosh, blah 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 fear. It's like respect, fear. Like I don't want to hurt this relationship between you and I. I think that having a fear of God and also not allowing sin to be unrepented, I think is a big one too. Like you said, Lex, because I think unrepented sin can allow um, a, a foothold that for the devil and will then create a stronghold like pastor daniel said and just <laughs> allow it to grow and run rampant like in um what paul was saying in first corinthians so that would be my advice to build up fear of the lord and just repent of your sins like what y'all said so that was really good and that eight pp start us out on our closing ceremonies well time is up y'all the peas are out peas are they- out see ya later bye <laughs> bye little kitty patootie little baby little baby <laughs>